High Praise Podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joshua, lead pastor here at High Praise, and I want to thank you for downloading today's podcast. We know that this message is going to encourage and bless you. So I want you to open up your heart and receive what the Lord has for you today. I'm going to share a message this morning, and if you, you uh, there, there's the title right there. It's a setup. Uh, I don't know if anybody, anybody uh, see any of the Star Wars movie? Anybody ever see any Star Wars movies? And uh, does anybody remember the scene? And uh, I was told that it's actually in the Return of the Jedi. Did anybody see the movie? I'm not trying to promote the movie or anything like that, but uh, but but if you saw that and. Toward the end of the movie, they're going to go and they're going to destroy the Death Star. Did anybody remember this thing? And it's Colonel or General Akbar. Is that his name? Admiral Akbar. Well, I get it right. Admiral Akbar. And um, and you know they they're coming in and all of a sudden they realize that the the Death Star is fully operational and you, it's a famous line that if you've watched Star Wars, you know what it is. And what he begins to exclaim is, "It's a trap." You know, and uh, you know, I think that sometimes there are believers that begin to think that it's a trap and everything is a trap of the enemy and they've been set up in order that, you know, harm would come their way. And I really believe that the Lord wants us to get, uh, to begin to embrace a different perspective and a different understanding. And I want you to realize that whatever you may perceive as a trap and a place where there's no way out, the Bible says there's no temptation that has taken man, which is but what is common to man. And with every temptation, every trial, every situation, every circumstance that God has already made a way of escape out of it. Amen. I want to say it like this. You've been set up to see the glory of God. You've been set up for victory. Hallelujah. You haven't been set up for defeat. It's not a trap that the enemy laid before you and there's no way out. My friend, I want to tell you, whatever circumstance and situation you may be in and you may be facing right now, understand this. It is only a setup for victory. It is a setup for God to show forth his power and his anointing and his grace. Hallelujah. Amen? Do you believe that today? And so we see here in Exodus chapter 9, verse 13, Then the Lord said to Moses, Rise early in the morning and stand before Pharaoh and say to him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go that they may serve me. For at this time I will send all my plagues to your very heart and on your servants and on your people that you may know that there is no, uh, none like me in all the earth. Now, if I had stretched out my hand and struck you and your people with pestilence, then you would have been cut off from the earth. Now, get verse 16 here. But indeed, for this purpose, I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you and that my name may be declared in all the earth. Now, you got to understand the story that's going on here. Here, Moses is actually speaking to Pharaoh. He's prophesying to him. And what he says here is this. If God has the ability to just totally wipe you out so that the children of Israel could just march out freely. However, you got to understand that I have a different purpose that is going on. 
How many know that sometimes we don't fully see everything that God is doing behind the scenes? And many times we don't get a full understanding and we don't see the full picture of everything that we might be going through at a moment in time. But I want you to understand this. At the end of the day, your hand is going to be raised in victory. And at the end of the day, you're going to see victory and triumph. And you will see the manifestation of the glory of God within your life. And what God said to Pharaoh was this. I just want you to know, I could have just wiped you out. But, you know, you have to understand there's a purpose that I have in all of this. I'm going to have my name declared throughout there. It's going to be noise to Broad, how I delivered my people. Understand, there's some testimonies that God is causing to come forth within your life. Even whenever you begin to walk through some things and you go through and you walk through, as it were, the valley of the shadow of death, understand that God has not forsaken you. There's just a testimony that's brewing where the name of the Lord is going to be exalted at the end of the day and you're going to shout for victory and all of those around you are going to know that there's a Lord God in Israel. Israel. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what, you know, David said to Goliath. This message is taking a total different turn. David said to Goliath, you know, you come at me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord God of the armies of Israel, the Lord of hosts, of whom you have defied. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take your head from you today. Think about this. He's speaking this to the giant before the while the giant is still standing. You know, there's some people that need to begin to speak to your giant and begin to declare and make faith declaration in the midst and in the face of the situation. And that's what David did. I'm going to take your head from you today. And this is what he said. This is how he ended it. And the and the whole world is going to know that there is a Lord God in Israel. Can I tell you sometimes? the giant is only there to remind us all and so that everybody around you can see that there is a Lord God that's working on the inside of you and within your life and within your family. Hallelujah. Sometimes things mount up just so God can show up and do something so miraculous so that all the people can do is look back and say, but God, I don't know how they got out of that. I don't know how they escaped from that situation, but I know that there is a God that's still alive today. I know the creator of heaven and earth is still working on our behalf. Hallelujah. Amen. God will do things that will blow your mind. Look at somebody and say, blow your mind. I don't know if anybody, anybody ever, and again, I'm not endorsing these things. Please understand. But has anybody ever seen a James Bond movie? You know, I, I know there's a lot of stuff that's probably not good in there. Not probably, it's not good in there. But, you know, we've probably all seen a James Bond movie at some point in time. And, of course, you, you know, always, at least five times in the movie, at least five times in the movie, James Bond is in a place where he cannot escape, right? I mean, Dr. Evil or whoever it might be, is there and he's about to die and they got a laser beam and it's shooting a you know about to split him open and then all of a sudden something pops out of his watch you ever seen the gadgets that come out that he carries around it's either in his car or he's got one in his watch and there's all of a sudden there's i remember one it was like this thing came out of the crown of his watch and it was like a a, a saw blade 
I mean, everybody has one of those, right? You got a saw blade in the crown of your watch. But anyway, the saw blade, you know, pops out and it cuts the ropes or the, the steel or whatever it might be. And he's able to escape and he kills the bad guy, okay? And, and I only say that because, you know, sometimes we feel like we're in those situations, right? Has anybody ever felt that way? There's no way out. I want you to hear this. God is the God of gadgets for you. Let me say it another way. You got to hear in the spirit. God has a gadget for every situation. There's something that is going to come up from somewhere that's going to happen in some way in the moment that you least expected. God is going to show up and he's going to show out and he's going to get the glory because you won't be able to beat yourself on the chest and say, man, look at what I did. Look at what I accomplished. No, you're going to have to stand back and say, oh, I serve a good God. God has done great things within my life and God showed up and he did a miracle in my situation. Amen. How many of you believe that God is able to do that? Now understand you're not going to have anything come out of your watch or anything. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is this in the same manner that these folks that we've seen in movies escape from situations. Understand this God, what he does is much greater than anything like that. Amen. And so what God says to Pharaoh, for this purpose, I've raised you up. How many of you believe that God has a purpose for your life? And how many know there is even a purpose for the events of your life? Now, we understand that we live in a fallen world, and there's some things that happen that, you know, we don't have any control over necessarily just because of the nature of the world that we live in. But we have to understand that we are not victims of circumstances and situations merely because we live in a fallen world. Just because you live in a fallen world doesn't mean that you're a victim and there's no way to escape what's taking place. I'm telling you that in every situation, there's a way out and there's a way that God is going to show out and he's going to show up on your behalf, amen? And so when things begin to happen, you just have to understand, it's like the Lord is saying to that thing that's just, just took place in your life, for this purpose, I allowed this so that I could show forth my power. For this purpose, it may look bad on the outside, but I'm going to do something greater that's going to cause the minds of many to wonder how this took place. Amen? Many times we've labeled things that happened to us even as an attack, but God wants us to begin to see them as an opportunity. Everybody say opportunity. There's a new perspective that we must begin to embrace. There's a new perspective that we must begin to grab hold of. Because if we don't, then we're always going to live as people that are just victimized by every situation. How do we look at adverse situations? We can see them as an attack and ourselves as victims, or we can see them as an opportunity and ourselves as victors. I'm choosing the latter. I'm choosing to say it's an opportunity for God to do something powerful. It's an opportunity opportunity for God to show forth his power within my life. Amen. We should see everything that happens adverse within our life. It is merely a setup for victory. Look at somebody and say, it's just a setup for victory. 
Understand you haven't been set up for defeat. You haven't been set up for destruction. You've been set up for victory. You've been set up for overcoming. You've been set up for glory. You've been set up for the power of God. You've been set up to see God's greatness come forth within your life. You've been set up for deliverance. You've been set up for healing. You've been set up for salvation. You've been set up for break. Are you getting a hold of what I'm saying today? You've been set up for a breakthrough. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not set up for defeat. I'm not a victim of this. Praise God. Thanks be to God who always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. You may say, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. You know what? I may not know what you're going through, but let me say this. I've went through some things. I've went through some setups before. I've went through some adverse situations before. And by the way, all of us that live here in Bay County, we have went through some situations. Can everybody say amen to that? How many of you know about a little hurricane called Hurricane Michael? You know, I've mentioned it numerous times, and whenever I mention it, it's not so much that we're living, in a, you know, in a place four and a half years ago. Anytime I mention it, you must understand this. I only say it to give God glory because he brought us out with a high hand. Hallelujah. I said he brought us out with a high hand, and he's still bringing us out with a high hand. And so, you know what? Many people looked at it and said, oh, it's all over. There was all type of edicts of demise and destruction, and Bay County would never be the same. Panama City would never be the same. Can you look at somebody and say, but God? Come on, tell five people, but God. Come on, tell somebody, but God. And I can remember being in Orlando and the Lord speaking to me as we were watching all of the damage that was going on, you know, via the Weather Channel. And the Lord spoke to me, Joel 2.26. And that scripture says this, I will restore to you the years that the canker worm, the palmer worm, and the caterpillar has eaten. You know what, and as, as most of you know the rest of it, you know, begin to research that word restore, and it's the Hebrew word shalam or shalam, and what it literally means is that you're going to have more than you had before. And we begin to declare that, although there were a lot of different edicts, and there were a lot of things that people were saying, and people were saying the area will die, it'll never be the same, but we begin to say shalam, hallelujah. We begin to say we'll have more than we had before. Look at somebody and say more than you had before because understand this I recognize that Hurricane Michael was not so much an attack Hurricane Michael was an opportunity for God to show his greatness and his glory are you hearing what I'm saying it was a divine setup so that God could show forth his power and may I say this right now this area is a testimony of the glory and the power of God and listen this church is a testimony of the glory and the power of God and what the enemy wanted to use to put us under God took it and he turned it around and put us over hallelujah see God will take what the enemy intends to put you under with and he will use it to cause you to overcome It'll only be a springboard for you to overcome. It's an opportunity. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. I'm not saying that God sent the storm. I'm not saying that God sends these things. These things happen just because we live in a fallen world. But what God does is he turns it around and uses it as an opportunity to show forth his greatness within your life. Can you understand that? And so what he says, Pharaoh, for this purpose, I've raised you up. 
A better way to really say that is, for this purpose, I've allowed you to have this seat of power. For this purpose, I've allowed you to be in the position that you're in. I've allowed these things to take place in the sense that I haven't done anything to necessarily circumvent your, your, your will and your desire and what's in your own heart. But now I'm coming in and I'm going to show forth my glory and my power. You see, you have to understand there are things that God allows. Understand, whenever we say God allows things, we're not saying that God sent it. We're, we're, what we're saying is these are just byproducts of living in a world of sin, a world of crazy people, a world that has fallen, a world that has not fully been redeemed yet. And because of that, these kind of things happen. Well, God doesn't necessarily intervene in every situation to prevent it from taking place. But I will tell you what he will do. He will intervene on the other side and say, you know what, I'm just going to use this to show forth my power and my glory. And I'm going to cause you to have more than what you had before. And every place where it seems like it was an attack and it seemed like all hell broke loose, I'm going to cause even heaven to be revealed in your life, even in a greater measure in a greater way. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I love it whenever heaven begins to be revealed in my life. Is anybody like it whenever heaven begins to, let me say it like this, heaven comes down and kisses the earth and you get caught right in the middle of the smack. Can I tell you, on the other side of Hurricane Michael, heaven came down and kissed the earth, and we got caught right in the middle of the smack. Can I tell you, before Hurricane Michael, we had $750,000 of debt still remaining on this building, and we had a, a good sum of money in the bank, but not what we have today. But you know what? After Hurricane Michael, we had the thing we, we, we have repaired, we have restored. It's better than it was before, and we have absolutely no debt. Woo! Hallelujah. No debt whatsoever. Y'all please don't get excited about that. How many of you right now would like to be in a place where you own your house, you have no debt, you have no debt, you have no car debt, you have no, listen, what you need to do whenever you hear testimonies about how God has brought us out, whoever it is and whatever it is, you need to rejoice and shout about that because whatever you begin to, begin to rejoice in is what you will begin to draw into your own life. Now we have no debt, praise God, no debt. Amen. In the words of James Brown, I feel good. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's wonderful. So on the other side, when everybody's saying it's going to be awful, it's going to be bad, area's dead. As y'all know, the, the eye of the hurricane went right over this building, went right over my house. My house looks better than it ever has before. Hallelujah. Thanks. Thank you, Jeff. Praise the Lord. House looks better than it ever has. God's restored everything. It's been absolutely incredible. It's been absolutely amazing what the Lord has done. And so, you know what? At the end of the day, this is what I'm saying in all this, is we're going to be able to look back and say, look what the Lord has done. Listen, whatever you're going through right now, understand this. You're going to look back on it and say, look what the Lord has done. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now because understand this. Everything is subject to change. Everything that you are experiencing right now is subject to change. I'm going to say it again. Everything you're experiencing right now is temporal and subject to change. And it can change just like that. I said it can change just like that. And sometimes it might be a process, but I tell you what, it can still change just like that. Praise God. And God can turn hearts. 
and God can turn institutions, and God can turn everything. So many, so often people begin to panic. I'm talking about even Christians when things aren't going the way that they think that it ought to go. My friend, you gotta understand, we serve a God who is more than powerful and more than enough, and I do believe that he controls the hearts of men and women who have submitted to him, and he's gonna work things out for good at the end of the day. Are you hearing me? And so we don't need to panic. We don't need to, you know, uh, uh, be those who are always fearful and then articulating our fears. We need to say, my God is in control of my life. I believe that whatever happens in the natural, God is going to turn it around. He's the God of the turnaround. I said, he's the God of the turnaround. We sang it this morning. He's the God of the turnaround. Amen. So God raised up Pharaoh. Again, we believe he permitted him, what he's saying there is he pre it wasn't that God intentionally ordained, but what he's saying is this, I allowed you to be raised up for this purpose because I'm gonna show my power. All the world's gonna know that you don't mess with my people. I'll tell you that sometimes God will do things in your life just to show others you better, you better, you better treat them people right. Oh, I don't have time to go there, but I believe that. I believe that there's a favor. Part of, part of how favor works is when other people see, as others have blessed them or blessed you, how that it causes things good to happen within their lives. They say, I want to be a part of that same thing. I want to show them favor because when I show them favor, God's favor is returned to me. It's a whole other message. Understand this. There is no victory without an opponent. There's no victory without an opponent. No one can really be declared a winner if they have not competed in some type of competition or challenge. The Bible says that, again, I quoted the scripture earlier, thanks be to God who always causes us to what? Triumph. Triumph over what? Anything that is adverse. Victory does not mean that you're never challenged. Victory means that you overcome the challenge. Victory transpires as the result of an opponent being defeated. Today, there's going to be basketball games. I believe the basketball is still going on and basketball games. And at the end, someone is going to be declared the victor in each of those games. Victory is not based on the fact that they put on a uniform and got on the court, right? Understand this. You may be saved and you may have the, the uniform of victory in Jesus. But understand this. It doesn't automatically ensure you victory if you don't actually engage and begin to use your faith and begin to declare the word of the Lord. Amen. I know a lot of uh, Christians that aren't walking in victory and it's all because they begin to walk in doubt. They walk in unbelief. They walk in complaining. They walk in murmuring. Uh, they walk in debating and division and all these other things. And so they don't walk in victory. My friend, if we'll begin to enact the principles of the word of God, we'll see victory in every area of our lives. Again, victory doesn't mean that you're not ever going to have a challenge. Victory doesn't mean that you're not ever going to be you know, challenged in any way, but it means this, that you're going to rise above the challenge. You've got to engage the enemy. Engage the situation. Keep your praise going. Keep on declaring the word of the Lord. Allow your faith to be released. Let your weapons of warfare be released upon the enemy. And my friend, you will see victory. Hallelujah. Amen. So God said to Pharaoh that I may show my power in you. Understand this, the purpose for the enemy and the purpose for the opposition is not your destruction, but rather the demonstration and the manifestation of God's power and his glory within your life. Let me say it this way. It's not for your breaking, it's for your making. 
It's not your darkest hour, but rather the start of your finest moment. Hallelujah. See, you can look at it as your darkest hour, or you can look at it, this is my finest moment. Can I tell you, Hurricane Michael was our finest moment. Uh, I can tell some of you are having a hard time hearing that because of all the things that you may have experienced during the hurricane. But I'm telling you, what happened is, you know, it's the old saying, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. You find out what people are made of in the moment of opposition and adversity. Whenever the squeeze is on, whatever's on the inside of you is what's going to come out. And I'm here to declare, and may I say like in one sense as a pastor, be able to proudly say, and I say that humbly, I know that sounds like a contradiction. I proudly, humbly say, but nonetheless, but I say it in this manner, boldly say, in a humble manner, you know what, the people of this church are made out of good stuff, hallelujah. I say the people of high praise are made out of good stuff. Because in the midst of it, we came to the aid of people that were hurting. Not only we would come to the aid, but we began to declare and speak the word of the Lord. And we kept on worshiping the Lord. And we didn't start singing the hee-haw song, gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. Was it, I mean, it was sad and as we saw the destruction, but I'm telling you, my God is able. My God is more than enough in every situation to bring resurrection and triumph. Amen? So I believe that God in the midst of everything, said, you know what? I'm going to show my power here. I'm going to show my glory here. I'm, I'm going to let the world see that there is nothing that can happen to my people that I'm not greater than. Hallelujah. How many believe that God's greater than anything that might happen to you? Anything that might take place? 1 Corinthians 2, 7. Are y'all getting anything out of this? It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. The hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages of our, of our glory. Verse 8. Which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. It says this. If the enemy would have known, he would not even had Jesus crucified. If the enemy would have known what was going to take place, he would have never done anything that he did. He would not even have tried it. Let me say it like this. God had a setup and God had a plan that the enemy did not have knowledge of. Can I tell you whatever's going on in your life right now, understand this, that it, God has a setup and God has a plan that the enemy doesn't even know about. And, but, but he wants to reveal to you, and I believe he's revealing to you even this morning, that there's some things that he's going to do on the other side of whatever you're going through as long as you keep your attitude right, you keep your faith going, and you keep moving in the right direction. Hear this, you're going to see victory on the other side. You know what, had the enemy even known, he'd have never even tried it hallelujah amen wouldn't even tried it see the devil doesn't know the end God knows the end before anything even begins the story has already been written in God's eyes we must see prophetically beyond the present situation we must see the end that God has already declared whenever you read on down in Exodus 13 what you find is that whenever God led the children of Israel out of Egypt it says that he did not lead them, starting in verse 17. He didn't lead them through the land of the Philistines. He says, but he led them by the way of the Red Sea. Let me say it this way. God led them directly to the Red Sea. The Red Sea was an obstacle. The Red Sea was adversity. 
The Red Sea represented a trap. The Red Sea represented the point of no return. When I say point of no return, what I mean by that is they weren't going to return back to Egypt and all the Egyptians were going to kill them. The Red Sea represented death. The Red Sea represented there's no escape. The Red, yes, the Red Sea represented a dead end. You ever been there? But how many know that God's already got it planned? God already had a plan before they even got to the Red Sea. You want know Pharaoh didn't know it. The enemy didn't know it. But understand, God already had the plan. So I'm just saying and telling you this morning that, again, that's the reason the Apostle Paul said that with every temptation, trial, circumstance, whatever you're going through, there's already a way of escape. God's already got a way of escape on the other side of this. Already got a way of escape. You're going to come through. It may not look like it right now, but I'm declaring to you prophetically, you're going to come through the other side shouting victory. Hallelujah. Amen. And so what he did is he led them by the way of the Red Sea. God chose to lead them into a place of divine setup where they were all, the only solution was God was going to have to do something. God was going to have to do something that seemingly in the movie could not be done. God was going to have to do something that not even James Bond could actually escape from. God was going to have to do something that man did not have a solution for. Some of you are in some situations right now, and there's no natural solution for the situation that you may find yourself in. But I'm telling you, folks, that God has a way out, and God has a solution, and he's going to bring you through with flying colors. Hallelujah. Amen. God didn't lead them to the place where they were surrounded by opposition to destroy them. This was their finest hour. Can I tell you, the things that we've experienced and all of us collectively have experienced, whether it's Hurricane Michael, whether it's COVID, whether it's controversy, whether it's division, whatever it might be, understand this. I believe that this is our finest hour. We've been declaring this, that this is our greatest day. Our greatest days are still ahead. How many of you believe your greatest days are still ahead? How many of you believe that there's still some victories that God wants to bring forth and show forth within your life? My friend, it's not over. You're just getting started. I said it's not over. You're just getting. Can I tell you one more time? It's not over. You're just just getting started. You're just getting going right now. There's some victories that God wants to show forth. There's some testimonies that God wants to bring forth within your life. You may say, well, you know what? I'm getting kind of up in years. My friend, that, that's all the more reason for you to begin to embrace it. There's some testimonies that God still wants to birth within your life. Amen. When the doctor told Pastor Stacy, whenever we were back in 1988, and said, you have an obliged ovum, let's do a DNC. My friend, it wasn't bad news, it was a setup for victory, hallelujah. And that's the reason that less than nine months later, our daughter was, was not married, <laughs> our daughter was born, praise God, she was, she was born. And, uh, but you know what, we had to believe the word of the Lord. What, 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 what happened, it was a setup for victory. It was a setup for triumph. That's the reason when Josiah was delivered, not breathing and no heartbeat, it was a setup for victory, amen? You can live with a victim mentality or you can live your life as a victor. It's up to you. God has a setup for you for the display of his power. You're not so much being attacked. Rather, this is an opportunity. This is an opportunity for God to show himself mighty within your life. Would you stand to your feet today? Hallelujah. How many have received anything from this this morning?
How many of you say, I'm going to, I, I, I'm up for the challenge, and this is a setup, and I'm going to see victory in my life. How many of you are facing some situations right now, and you may say, we well, you know, it just seems like there's no way out. There seems like there's no way to go. That, you know, there, there's no solution that I can actually, you know, seem to actually put my mind around. Anybody in those situations right now? You just, you're in a situation, it, it just seems like there's no way out. There's no way to move forward. I'm here to tell you today that God has a way out for you and it's a setup for victory. Just, just begin to see it. This is a setup for victory. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. God's not setting you up for bad. I'm saying it's a setup for victory. I'm not, see, it's, it's just whatever's taking place, it's a setup for victory. It's just another opportunity, just another time that I can rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost, begin to use my faith and begin to declare the word of the Lord and see God do mighty things within my life. Come on, just lift your hands to the Lord right there where you're at. We thank you, Lord, today. Lord God, that you are calling us to triumph and victory. We thank you, Lord, today that you're causing your people to rise up in power and strength and might. We thank you, Lord, today that we're rising up in the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, that you're releasing your anointing within our lives. In Jesus' mighty name, we give you glory and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. I want everybody to pray this with me. In the name of Jesus, I declare that every opposition, every adverse thing that rises its head within my life is merely an opportunity for God's glory and for God's power to be shown forth within my life. I declare that with every temptation, there's a way of escape. Every trial, every circumstance, every situation, there's a way of escape. I thank you, Lord, uh, that you are causing me to rise up with your anointing and with your power, and I'm coming through in victory and in triumph in Jesus' name. Can you give the Lord a shout of victory today? Hallelujah. Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.